Hello, and welcome to the Pearls of Wisdom podcast by Colty Collective, where we share stories from Asian influencers and creators. Colty Collective is a storytelling platform for, by, and about Asian millennials. My name is Natasha Jung, and I'm your host for this podcast. In this episode of Pearls of Wisdom, we sit down with actress and cinematographer Victoria Park. We talk about her recent wedding and love story, her long history with Wong Fu Productions, and her recurring role on The Flash, which is brought here here to Vancouver. Sitting down with Victoria really felt a lot like catching up with an old friend with lots of laughs, lots of stories, and of course, we kept the conversation going after the interview straight into dim sum because that's how we do over here at Cold Tea. Thank you to Victoria for her time, and I hope you enjoy our chat syncing audio great i mean i'm sure you're you're used to yeah you yeah. are quite used to that slating i've made my i've made my own stuff before why is there isn't like a phantom hair okay cool oh yeah <laughs> at least it's that's not in your eyes or like in your face yeah because okay. that's uh very distracting yeah, yeah. <laughs> um we are here in van uh, oh yeah we yeah, got that off tim can you grab that thing <laughs> <laughs> there should be like an, an off setting <laughs> At least it happened right when we started. Exactly. It's okay. Well, like some some of the interviews that I've done, they they were in an area with like airplanes. Oh, <laughs> oh that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty hilarious. I mean, um, even when I was interviewing Phil Yu, mm-hmm. there were just like outside the Japanese American Center, mm-hmm. um, and there were like trucks, like randomly, like just trucks I doing deliveries. Yeah, exactly. Because they we cut them out. Yeah, but I was just like, you know, if, if we can make it easier for our audio editor, yeah, 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 the totally, better, right? totally. So, oh wow, yeah, nice. very okay. Yeah, so I'll just get started here. It's a little bit easier because it's not like on film, so it's a little bit easier. Yeah. But okay, so here is our introduction. Hi, I'm Natasha Jung from Colty Collective, and I'm here in Vancouver with Victoria Park. She's been a leading lady in Wong Fu films and is now on a recurring role on The Flash. Now, we're here in her hotel in Vancouver while she's shooting The Flash, and I gotta ask you, so this is a very kind of iconic hotel that you're staying in. I'm not gonna say the name, but <laughs> it's uh, it's one that I know that, you know, you, yourself, you've stayed in a number of times, and I know that there are a lot of other celebrities and, and actors that frequent here as well. So mm. have you had any sightings of some of your peers? Okay, well, I'm not very good at recognizing <laughs> celebrities by their faces. I'm actually really terrible at it. So I live in LA and obviously there's like all these famous people walking around all the time. And I had lived there for like a full year and I was like, man, I just like haven't ever run into anybody. I've never seen anybody. My best friend came to visit me and the weekend she was there, it was like everywhere we went, she pointed someone out. Oh. And I was like, I think I'm just not recognizing them or seeing them. So yeah, if somebody has been here, I probably just haven't recognized them. There you go. Have people recognized you while you're walking on the streets? Um, no, no, they haven't. I think I blend in pretty well. Yeah, there's a lot of Asians there's here. A lot yeah. of Asians, there's a lot of Asians here, and I'm normally like wearing my sunglasses or whatever and like oh, walking yeah, with yeah. purpose. Somebody asked me for directions the other day. I was, oh. I was very proud. Yeah, and were you able to give yeah, them directions? Yeah, I gave them directions. Oh, cool. I know, I was really proud of myself. Well, you're myself. basically like a local. I know. I mean, uh, I think, so before our interview, um, you were saying that you've been here uh, seven times now, shooting the flash. Yeah, I think this is my seventh my seventh time here. Okay. Seventh. Yeah. My gosh. Well, congratulations on your on your role on The Flash. Like, Thank how's you. that going for you so far? It's the best. Genuinely, it's just such a great job. I love Vancouver, which is always great to love the city that you're working in. Of course, like meeting you guys and making new friends has made it even better. Everyone on the show has been so amazing. I think 
I get really nervous like coming onto a set for the first time, especially on a show that's been going for so many years. I came in on the fifth season. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you get like those first day of school vibes, you know, where you're like, oh, like, because everyone like, am I going to sit with that lunch? Like, yeah. really nice oh, to me. And yeah. everyone was like so sweet. Um, oh, Carlos, the guy that I play opposite most with, he was like, you know, is everyone being nice to you? Like, you know, tell me if no one's being nice to you. Oh. Like, we just really want to be welcoming. And coming back to set every time, everyone's like, oh, we're so happy to see you back. And so it's really been like a really safe place for me to work. And um, the character I play is so fun. She's like so close to me and it's a really easy, fun character and a fun job. That's awesome. So yeah. for those of us who haven't had a chance to watch The Flash yet, yes. uh, briefly, what is the show about? And tell us about who your character is. Sure. The Flash is a based off a DC comic, also called The Flash. <laughs> um, and it's about The Flash, who is a superhero who has, like, really, he's, like, really, really fast. I'm probably butchering this. I hope, like, comic, like, <laughs> like comic fans are not listening to this. They're like, this is terrible. Um, I mean, you know, not everyone's a, a comic fan, right? Yeah. But, uh, you know, that, that's okay. Uh, like, yeah. You, so you, you do, you so that's, uh, that's, he's the fastest man alive. And the show is about him and his, like, little group of crime fighting, I guess, like, his team. So one of his team members is named Cisco. And he's, like, this really smart, like, techie guy who makes all their tech. And I play his girlfriend. I have no superpowers. Everyone always asks me if I have powers. I don't think I'm getting any superpowers. Yeah. I'm just, like, a normal gal which is kind of i think why cisco and camilla work so well is because he just kind of wants like a normal a normal life yeah that's, that's kind of where we're at right now if you were to have a superpower though what would it be i don't know that's a hard one i feel like maybe maybe being invisible Ooh, what would you do with that power that then? makes me sound so stalkery <laughs> <laughs> well but, you know. Yeah, I know i feel like it would just be so cool to be like a fly on the wall in a lot of situations and i feel like growing up I was always like that weird, like observing kid in the shadows anyway. Like I was super, super shy. So maybe that just kind of works with my personality. Mm-hmm. Just being invisible and being able to like, I don't know, take in what's happening around me <laughs> without drawing any attention to myself. <laughs> <laughs> what would your, your superhero name be then? I'm really bad at this. I don't know. <laughs> Actually, on the show, it's funny because um, Cisco, he like names all of the bad guys. Like every episode, he yeah, like, yeah. names the bad guy. So I would have to ask him. And I'll get back to you. So like, hey, good. what should my name be? Yeah, yeah. you let us know. You let us know. <laughs> uh, we did get a number of questions in um, from some of your fans over Instagram. Cool. So, um, so some of them are. I'm gonna I'm gonna go through my, them right now. Um, okay. What do you enjoy most about your role and your work on the show? Man, it's probably just like actually just being on set with everybody. Like I said earlier, everyone is so nice and really funny. And there's always like, I feel like nobody ever turns off. Like it's just like, everyone's just like joking around and having a good time. Um, And it's like a really lively, fun set to be on. That's so awesome. Glad to hear that. Any favorite scenes you've done? I'm like trying to think about all the scenes I've done. Oh, okay. So in the set, I can't remember which episode it is now, a second or third episode of mine. I think it's the second one. Camilla and Cisco go on a first date, but because they keep going back in time, uh, one of the characters keeps going back in time to try to like save something that happens. Um, we go on the first date like hundreds of times. <laughs> um, and each time Cisco comes in as like a different version of himself and then kind of at the end you're like, oh, just like be yourself and the date will go great. Of course. Um, and so <laughs> that was a really fun scene to shoot because we like literally didn't, I like stayed in the same place all day, but like yeah. Carlos kept coming in and out in these like ridiculous outfits yeah. and like characters and stuff. And so that was like a really <laughs> funny day and i still remember like when one of the scenes like he comes in as an influencer and his hair carlos has like this amazing long luscious hair 
and they had like teased it and it was like this huge like pompadour situation yeah. <laughs> and I was just like my jaw was on the floor I was like this is amazing I love this so much and it was so hard to do like without like with a straight face of course um, but that was a really fun day that's amazing so yeah. how many times did you actually shoot that scene so I think we had four different versions of the scene like three or four but in the script it says like we've done it like million, like hundreds of times yeah yeah <laughs> um, but yeah but we shot it four different ways I was always um, you know, I remember that episode and I was always like wondering like which persona is he gonna take on next and, I know but like you you're just like so straight faced like the entire time like <laughs> wow like that first date like it's, it's yeah, tough you know, right the first the... date I mean first date is hard enough as it is yeah. to do it like hundreds of times oh my gosh jeez yeah <laughs> okay so this question was asked a couple times oh will Camilla and Iris become friends I love this question. Um, so Comic-Con just happened yesterday, and I heard that she was talking about it, so I guess I'm allowed to talk about it. But yes, we, we are friends. In season six, Iris kind of expands her... She expands oh, her newspaper. Yeah. Um, and so one of the people who works for her is me. I'm her... I think they tease it in season five, but I'm a photographer, so I come on as a photographer for her newspaper. Um, and we bring in a couple of other people as well. Yeah, definitely we like continue our working relationship and I would venture to say our friendship as well. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Well, so that was actually like the burning question that came up a number of times. So yeah. I'm really glad to hear that. What can we uh, look forward to for the upcoming season of The Flash for your character? For my character? Yeah, I think I'm really looking forward to the way that the relationships will continue to build in the show. In the episode we're filming right now, I get to actually hang out with people other than Cisco, which is great. Um, I love <laughs> that all of my scenes have been with Cisco, like, Carlos is amazing, um, but I think it's really cool to see, like, other friendships blossoming, like the mm -hmm. one with Iris or Caitlin or whoever, whoever. So um, I'm really excited to just see how all those relationships grow. And uh, I think in season six, you can see just Camilla supporting Cisco throughout um, a lot of changes in his life and everything, so... Oh. Yeah, great. Should be fun. Definitely something to look forward to. Yeah. Um, curious to know, how do you bring your experience as an Asian American to the, your role in The Flash? I think I said earlier, like the character is really similar to me, so I think it's like really easy to just bring a lot of myself to it, whatever that may be. Um, there's never a time where like we explicitly talk about how I'm Asian, or um, I guess the show happens. Uh, I don't know if it happens like in America or Canada or where it happens. It's like a kind of Central fantasy yeah, world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we never like explicitly talk about the fact that I'm Asian, but because it is so close to me, I think just bringing myself. Yeah. I don't know if it'll, if it'll ever come up. I would guess I would have to ask the writers about that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think just like bringing authentically myself has, has kind of like my tie to it. There you go. Yeah. And what have you learned about yourself through the character that you play? Hmm. That's a very deep question. Yeah. What have I learned about <laughs> myself? <laughs> like, I don't know, man. Or, or um, maybe it's one of those things where it's like, oh, I'm exactly like this character, uh, like, like Camilla. Mm -hmm. Oh, and I didn't realize that this was a big part of me and that's how I'm informing the character. Maybe it's yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, I think maybe something that we have in common and, and something that like I'm like, oh wow, that's actually something that is a big part of who I am is just how I'm never really serious. I think Carlos and I, whether we're, you know, filming something or we're just kind of hanging out, like we just always have kind of a banter and we're just kind of like joking and like riffing and stuff. And I'm realizing that's a huge part of who I am. Really and, cool. Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, I can definitely see that too, getting to know you a little bit over the last like little bit. So yeah. I can definitely see that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like, so uh, I gotta say, 
Uh, let me look at your hand here for a second. Oh, my hand, my my ring. I'm not wearing my engagement oh, okay, ring. Okay, so okay, okay. Travel uh, with it. Oh, okay, it, yeah. It, no, that's it. Makes me nervous to leave in the hotel room, and I can't wear oh, it on yeah, set. That's true. So, um, and our trailers, they're not locked. So oh, okay. I usually just leave it at home. But I'm just wearing my first. wedding band today. There you go. Yeah, it's a beautiful. It's a very intricate, delicate wedding band. We'll have to grab a photo of that after Thanks. for sure. <laughs> you recently got married. How long ago? Two months ago. Oh my gosh. Two months. Yeah. So are you still on like a newlywed high? Yeah. Or... <laughs> I mean, I think yes and no. I think it's really nice that we've fallen into kind of like a rhythm and it feels really normal. It doesn't feel like like new, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I think we're definitely still in like the honeymoon phase of like, like I really miss him oh, and I've only yeah. been gone for like seven days. Yeah. I'm like, I miss you a lot. That's still um, a long time. Yeah, it is a long time. Um, so I definitely think we're still in, in that phase and we're not sick of each other or anything. I don't know if we ever will be, but... Um, oh, okay. Well, hopefully not. Hopefully you know, not. Forever, right? Yeah. Like... I mean, we've, we've been <laughs> friends for 17 years. We've oh my been gosh. best friends, so... And we haven't gotten sick of each other then, so I think we're we're in a pretty good place. That's so good to hear. Yeah. And tell us about your love story. Our love story? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's really sweet, yeah. I, from what I recall you telling me the other day. Yeah. So. I mean, it's a really long love story because like I said we've been best friends for 17 years in a nutshell um we met because our moms actually grew up together um they both immigrated from Korea around the same time and um my mom's family actually ended up like going to his mom's family's church his grandpa is a pastor mm-hmm. and they had like a Korean um church and so they went there and they kind of grew up together and I think there was like some like dating like maybe his mom's best friend dated like my mom's brother or something oh. and it was just like you know it was a very like small community yeah, yeah. um and so when we got older they kind of like all of those people who grew up together um reconnected and we had like a little bible study thing and like the parents would all like be upstairs and they would like throw the kids in the basement and be like talk about the bible and we're like okay and we just like goof around um <laughs> and so that's how we became friends and um, yeah we just i don't know we became really really close and we were like best friends all through high school and college and afterwards and people would ask us they think like from time to time like oh do you guys like each other and be like no we're just friends <laughs> of course um, yeah of response, course right yeah at that age especially um, i know yeah. especially like <laughs> in high school we're like no but we ended up going to prom together which is oh, now really cute my gosh. um and then i don't know flash forward years later you know we're both looking at turning 30 and yeah i think for me especially it was this thing where i was like oh man like i'm gonna be turning 30 soon and i just like I really need to be serious and think about my life and like what I want to do and I had never really done that before like I'm mm-hmm. just such a go with the flow person mm-hmm. and I've never sat down and like tried to plan anything mm-hmm. and so when I like started thinking about what I wanted out of my future started thinking about what I wanted in a partner I don't know this like this list just came up and I was like oh my gosh it's Tim um <gasps> oh! and he did the same thing actually and it was like oh my gosh like... it's me and then we like kind of just started getting together a lot more and then did you tell each other about these like lists or um not until after we started dating oh okay okay yeah like so um i made this list so i made this list and it's all of your qualities (laughs) oh how convenient and you're right i happen to know you so yeah um so it just kind of worked out and um and he actually was the one to tell me first how he 
felt. Mm -hmm. And then it didn't take me very long to be like, okay, I feel the same way. And then we started dating and we only dated for like half a year and then we got engaged and then we got married. (gasps) Yeah. What a beautiful love story. Yeah. Beautiful love story. That's so inspiring. I mean, especially, um, you know, with how crazy things can be for for your career. And Mm -hmm. I know that, uh, so Tim is is a doctor, right? Yeah, he's a doctor. My gosh, like two very career oriented people to Mm -hmm. be able to connect with one another um, and to have been connected for so long, mm-hmm. that's you know, something you don't really hear very often. And, you know, your, your two like career paths are, are very different, but also mm-hmm. I imagine that a lot of your, your qualities around, or pardon me, your focus around your career, probably that's where you guys align a lot, right? Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, I think something that definitely helps us in our relationship is the fact that like throughout, you know, the whole time we've known each other, kind of like the biggest part of our friendship is just the fact that we've been able to support each other. Mm-hmm. And so I remember like before I even decided to be an actor, before I decided to move to LA or even while I was making those decisions, I would always call him and be like, hey, like, you know, what do you think? This is what I'm going through, whatever, whatever. And so the fact that we've been like consistently each other's support through all of those things, I think is really just prepared us in doing that now mm-hmm. as a married couple. Mm-hmm. Um, we already have like, you know, so much practice doing it. Exactly. So. And that yeah. basis of friendship and trust and, and respect, it goes a long way, right? Definitely. So, yeah. Oh, too amazing. Too amazing. It's the best. Yes. <laughs> excellent. Um, so I actually also got married a couple months ago as yes, well. Yes, it's so. like the first thing we bonded over. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, because I guess uh, we got introduced at an event at the LA Asian Pacific Film Festival in May yes. by, by Mike Bo, yes. another Wong Fu sweetheart. Yes, uh, um, who I met through Wong Fu. Of course, mm-hmm. of course. Uh, great guy. Um, and he was like, oh, yeah, she, you just got married. She's, she's getting married. So I was like, oh, okay, great. Like, <laughs> how was the wedding planning going along? Yeah. So for me, uh, I'm actually curious to know, how did you or how did your culture or upbringing influence the way that you went about planning your wedding? I don't know. The more I talk to people about this who are in the same situation, they're kind of like, yeah, I totally get it. But like, we were not really that interested in having a wedding. Um, if it were just the two of us, I think we would have just gone to the courthouse or whatever, because we were just like, you know, we just want to be married and we don't really need a big show about it. Maybe we'll throw like, you know, a get together at a bar or something Mm -hmm. later. But I think something that's really important to us is honoring our family, honoring Mm -hmm. our parents, being able to include them in that process. And I think, you know, I've friends from all different backgrounds and a lot of my non-Asian friends were a little less understanding about that. They were like, mm. you know, if, if that's what, not what you want to do, like, mm-hmm. why are you going through all of the stress and all the money and all this stuff just to like appease your parents? Mm-hmm. And I think for us, it was, um, at times it was hard to be like, oh, why are we doing this? Like, this is so hard. But what we kept coming back to was like, the wedding day is less about like us, I guess, but more about like, you know, all of the people who have been in our lives who have brought us to this part, mm. to this place and being able to go into our marriage with the blessing of our parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for our parents, it was really important to have this day where they can invite all of their family and all their friends, mm-hmm. um, even people we didn't know to like <laughs> celebrate, Hey, like these are our kids and we're so happy that they're like getting together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so once we were able to see it from that point of view, I think that helped us like make that decision of like, okay, we're going to do the big wedding and we're going to, you know, let our parents invite whoever and, Mm -hmm. um, just have this day where we can, I don't know, just celebrate as a family, as opposed to us just kind of going off and like doing our own thing. Um, and I think that's definitely like a huge part of, you know, being Asian is Mm -hmm. even thinking about your family or, um, thinking of more of like as a family unit, as opposed to just myself and like what I want. Mm -hmm. Um, um, so yeah, and at the end of the day, it was such a great day. It was really special to have so many people 
just like who had known each other before even we were a thought, you know, yeah. and coming together and being like, oh my gosh, I can't believe your kids are getting married, like, oh. you know, and so it was really, really special for us and we felt super supported and loved and it was great. That's, that's honestly, that's all you can really, really hope for, right? Yeah. Especially in such an important milestone in your lives. Yeah. Yeah. Switching, kind of switching gears switching here gears. a little bit. Um, speaking of love stories, um, mm-hmm. uh, okay, well, uh, of course, Wong Fu is known for a lot of those <laughs> types of stories. Yeah, like, those go hand in hand. Like, yeah, they kind of, you know, they're synonymous for sure. Yeah. Um, you've had a really long history of working with Wong Fu. When yes. did you first start working with them? So this is a great story. I will always think of Wang Fu so like fondly because they gave me my one of my first acting roles ever. And it was when I was still kind of figuring out if I even wanted to be an actor. And I mm-hmm. just kind of, I don't know, I grew up very, this is kind of going way back, but I grew up in Illinois in like a very non-Asian area. And so I didn't really have a lot of Asian friends. I wasn't really like entrenched in Asian things. So I didn't even know like what Wang Fu was. Mm-hmm. A friend of a friend, I think of a friend. It was like a very, <laughs> very distant connection. We were like friends on Facebook, was interning with Wang Fu at the time. And I had just moved to LA. And I think I had posted something about like, I booked my first commercial or something. Mm-hmm. And he was like, hey, are you an actor? And I was like, yeah, I'm trying it out. And he was like, we're looking for an actress who can be in this short. Um, do you want to be in it? And I was like, yeah, sure. And that's how I got connected with them. And so then cool. I remember, I still remember we were on set and we were filming like on a sidewalk. And I just thought like, oh, it's just like some like kids, you know, we're just like kind of playing around. And this like group of fans walked by and they yeah. like, oh my gosh, Wong Fu. And I was like, what have I signed myself up for? Like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. have not realized that this was like a thing. So I yeah. like went on YouTube and I was like, oh, like this is a really big deal. And yeah. that's kind of how like, it all uh, started. I was like, oh, cool. Which I think is great that yeah. I didn't know like, you know, mm-hmm. who they were or anything. But from there, we just continued to work together. Yeah, they gave me my first acting role. And then like flash forward years later, the first time I ever was a lead in a feature was their feature. Yeah. Um, and so they've given me a lot of like my milestone opportunities um, on top of just being great guys that I'm honored to call my friends. And mm-hmm. yeah, they've done I mean, everyone, when talking about Wang Fu, they talk about how they've done so much for the community, but they really have done so much for the community. And if you think about all of the people who are like now, quote unquote, movers and shakers, like a lot of them have worked with Wang Fu or like mm-hmm. started with Wang Fu. Um, a lot of the people that I know in the community are through Wang Fu. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, they're a huge, a huge deal. Um, and I'm very honored to have worked with them for as Amazing. long as I have. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, just to, you know, everyone that I've ever talked to about Wang Fu or, you know, being a part of their projects is just, you know, nothing but good things to say yeah. about, about them. And, um, yeah, just, uh, you know, you're exactly right. Everything that they've done for the community, it's just, it's from the heart and, and fully like with heart mm-hmm. as well. And so yeah, totally. to be able to, you know, translate that on screen and to actually build an offline community around that too, it was just, mm-hmm. it just blows my mind. Yeah. Blows yeah. Mind. They're really special. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. So you mentioned that, you know, before working with Wong Fu, you never really you know thought about what it meant to be Asian or Asian American. Mm-hmm. Um, after, you know, since working with Wong Fu, how has that kind of opened your perspective or mind or connection to your culture? Yeah, um, I think it's definitely been a journey. I think when I was growing up, I didn't even really realize that I was Asian. I always knew that I was like different, but I thought it was just because I, I was kind of a weird kid. And, oh. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, just, I'm just like different. And now it's so interesting thinking back and being like, oh, I wonder how much of that was because I looked different, mm. you know? And so I think like, 
getting older and and having Asian friends for the first time in my life and being able to talk through some of these things and like look back and realize like oh wow like this did actually affect me where mm. I thought maybe it didn't um and so I'm still kind of unpacking and exploring a lot of those things can you repeat the question sorry oh yeah no worries um so how is you know working with Wang Fu uh perhaps opened your perspective or um strengthened or made you aware of your connection to your yeah. Asian heritage yeah so I, I guess I've just been thinking a lot about you know, the fact that maybe my background doesn't look like other Asian American or Asian Canadian or whatever other people's experiences. Um, and I think that's been okay. Like, I think for a long time, I was trying to not be associated with being Asian. And then I was like, no, I'm Asian and I'm really proud of it. And then I tried to like make myself super Asian. And now I'm like, I think it's okay that I'm Asian American and I have this specific background that might not look like what other Asian American backgrounds might look like, like somebody who grew up with all Asians or grew up maybe in California where it's like there's a lot more mm -hmm. Asians there. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, this is just what my experience looks like. And mm -hmm. um, I'm really proud of the fact that I'm Asian. I'm very open about the fact that maybe I am i don't know as much about like, I don't know, K-pop or, or things yeah. that maybe like um, when people think about being Asian American, they associate with. Um, but I think I'm I'm okay with that now, you yeah. know. Um, and I think something that has been really eye opening for me too has been just kind of digging into history, Asian American history, and people who have made a huge impact in both my field but other fields as well. Mm -hmm. um, and just educating myself on a lot of things mm -hmm. that's been really eye opening and awesome for me. And I'm continuing to do that and excited to continue to do that. Really fun. Uh, two two follow up questions. Yeah. Then first off, you said you tried at one point to make yourself really Asian. So what does that mean? <laughs> it was very it was very very brief. Okay. But just like yeah, just get it. Like with my Asian friends, I was like, okay, so like, what does it mean to be Asian? Like, do I have to like you know like bubble tea and like listen to K-pop and like whatever oh, you know, just kind okay. of trying to fit myself into that mold, like being knowledgeable about I don't know Asian things, um, which I guess was fun for a little bit, but felt false to me as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I don't just have to like things because like, it's the stereotype of like an Asian American. Mm -hmm. um, although I guess I'm like kind of into K-pop now, which is okay. <laughs> oh yes, you've changed. <laughs> I've how, changed. How things have changed. <laughs> um, yeah, but like there's so much, there's like so many different types of people and I don't just have to like fit into like mm -hmm. one little stereotype or mold. Um, and I think that's something that's been really awesome about even just Asian Americans in the media, like the roles that we're able to take. Mm -hmm. Some roles are, you know, very, not even Asian American, like they're very Asian, like mm -hmm. the farewell is about being Chinese American, but also about being Chinese. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, Camilla, who it like, we don't really even talk about it, but it's mm -hmm. obviously because it's played by me, <laughs> is an Asian American character yeah. as well. Um, I think there's like so much of a breadth of, of like, yeah, just like the different qualities and colors that yeah. um asian americans can now be as opposed to just being like this one type of character mm -hmm. um and so that's really exciting that's amazing no really well said there and it's um i think especially like as you grow older and you're um you know you're asking yourself like oh man like this is i i specifically went through this as well i mean you you made that list when you were like about to turn 30 mm -hmm. and like for me i was just trying to figure out like who am i where did i come from where am i going 
like especially as you get older, it's that you start to get curious um, more about these things. Um, my other follow up question to that was, what's a fun fact that you've learned recently about digging into like Asian American history? Hmm, what is a fun fact I've learned? Now, of course, I'm drawing. <laughs> <laughs> Put you on the spot. I know. I'm like, what have I? Or someone learning? that you've come across recently that has inspired you once learning their their story. Yeah. Um, okay, well, this is the only thing that's coming to mind right now, and it's not even about Asian American history. Okay. But, okay, obviously the news just came out. Um, I don't know when this is coming out, but the news just came out about um, Simu Vangcast mm -hmm. is the first Marvel, it's the first Asian Marvel character. And so, for me, I've been doing a lot of digging into just, like, the comic book world in general, um, being mm -hmm. involved in a DC show, but also just, like, really loving Marvel. And so I've been, like, kind of going back in and looking through all of the Asian characters in, cool. like, the Marvel universe. Yes. Um, so that's been really fun to realize that even though maybe our representation hasn't been as great in the movie genre, um, we've been there, like, all throughout in the comic books. Yeah. Which is really cool. Um, so it's less history, more culture, but that's been really interesting to discover. That's amazing. And yeah, shout out to our, shout our out homie to Simu. Simu. I so know, awesome. I cried yesterday. Oh, you Yeah, oh. It's, it's weird. Like, I think ever since, I don't know, just like growing up, you have all these like little dreams. And then I think um, growing up in this world, kind of you learn how to shut off some of those dreams sometimes. Mm. And I think I've always dreamt about like, you know, people ask me like, oh, like, you know, what is your dream role or whatever? And I've always wanted to be like, in a Marvel movie, mm -hmm. weirdly. And, but I think I like told myself, oh, it's like not, not gonna happen, like whatever. And so to see it actually happen, mm -hmm. especially to somebody who I know and who is like such a hard worker and so great, it just made me really emotional, you know, oh, to see a sure. dream come true for him and realize, mm -hmm. like, oh wow, I didn't even realize that I had told myself that I couldn't do this until mm -hmm. I saw it happen, oh. you know? Oh. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. So it's a very emotional day. Yeah. But a good day. I think that's a that's a huge win for you know um, you know Asian American Asian Canadian talent because we will claim Simu as very uh, he's, Canadian. He's very straight Canadian. up Canadian. I'm so Toronto, proud to be Canadian. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is sure. like the Asian Drake that we need right now. I'm gonna say it. <laughs> he I, is. Yeah. Heard it first here on Cold D Collective. For sure. Um, and so no, like super proud of him. And and you're absolutely right. Like the fact that these characters existed all throughout the the comic book you know universe whether mm -hmm. it be dc marvel or other right mm -hmm. um they've existed for so long as as have we as human beings of course mm -hmm. and so to actually have that story told super excited um for what's to come yeah yeah i'm so excited to see it yeah excellent a couple more questions sure. yeah hit me so uh, we kind of alluded to this a little bit earlier, but, you know, things can get really hectic in, in your field of work. Mm -hmm. um, you're traveling a lot as well as, you know, obviously you're working long days on set and stuff too. And the industry can get a little bit hectic sometimes. I know that you've talked a lot about, you know, your faith and how that helps keep you grounded. But, mm -hmm. you know, maybe you can give us some advice on how people can apply that to their everyday life, even if they're not in the entertainment industry. Yeah, I mean, you said it like a huge kind of grounding factor for me has been my faith. Having some purpose of like knowing why I am in this world or I'm in this industry or I'm in this city or whatever it may be is tied to um, just like that purpose that I get from, from my faith. So that's been a huge thing for me. But for people who don't have that, I think another huge grounding factor for me has been community. You know, community with, you know, my husband, community with my friends who are in the industry, people who aren't in the industry, I think it's really important to have both 
you know, I've, I've dated actors and I've dated non-actors, but I'm really grateful to be with somebody <laughs> who's not in the industry. Nothing to knock the industry, but I think being an actor is really hard at times. It's so great. We have like such highs and such lows though at the same time. Um, it's a place where I think it breeds a lot of competition just naturally and and it makes you question, you know, if somebody got a role and you didn't, question like, oh, is there something wrong with me or whatever? Um, and so to have somebody who's just completely removed from that and can kind of take you out of that mindset is really healthy. Mm-hmm. So that's been really important for me. But then at the same time, having friends who are in the industry who understand it and who can be like, hey, you know, been there, totally understand. That's helpful too. So having both sets of community has been really important and helpful and, and grounding for me. Excellent. Yeah. So the name of our podcast is Pearls of Wisdom. Yes. And so I have to ask you, um, is there a pearl of wisdom you would like to share with our listeners about, you know, living everyday life, or it can be even something as simple as like a life hack. It could be about the industry, being yourself, anything. Yeah, I think um, probably the pearl of wisdom that I would give um, would be something that I also need to hear myself. Um, And it would be just to not wait for someone to give you permission, but to give yourself the permission. I don't know, this is something I've kind of been like going through recently or like working through recently is um, just how much of, how I am is because it's my personality or how much of it is because it's like culture or how I was raised or influenced. And I think a lot of times in Asian culture, you know, women are kind of taught to be more quieter in the background, like be a good mom, like be a good housewife kind of type of thing. And I think I've kind of taken that on a little bit in my youth. And so something that I've been trying to do is like, no, I don't have to wait for someone to give me a green light. I don't have to wait for somebody to tell me that it's okay. I can just like be brave and be bold and kind of make these moves myself and it's going to be okay. Like no one's going to stop me or tell me that I'm wrong or even if they do, like it's fine. Um, And so, yeah, I think that's kind of what I would leave for the listeners, but also for myself. Yeah. Give yourself permission. It's going to be okay. Excellent. Couldn't have said it better myself (laughs) there. Uh, Any other future products you can tell us about? Yeah. um, I mean, currently I'm just working on The Flash. I have also um, a show on Amazon that you can see. It's called Tool to Die Young with Nicholas Winding Refn, um, who is amazing. And Miles Teller is a star of that. Um, As far as upcoming projects, I'm actually... I haven't really talked about this, but I'm actually looking to go back to my work behind the camera. Um, so we didn't really get into this, but I, um, I actually majored in film production and cinematography. When I moved out to LA, kind of fell into acting, and that's what I've been doing for the past few years. But, you know, my work on the other side of the camera is something that I'm really passionate about and something that I would love to be able to go back to doing. Um, and so I've got a couple of um, ideas and projects that I'm working on with some people and just wanting to get back on the other side of the camera, directing, maybe writing. I'm not so uh, <laughs> confident about writing. I get really impatient um, when, oh, <laughs> when I'm writing. Yeah. So um, I'm more like collaborating with people on like writing projects, but um, I would love to really be able to explore. Yeah, just directing again. And oh. That's something that I, uh, I'm trying to keep a little under wraps, but I'll just give okay. that nugget to you. Okay. Yeah, something that I'm working on for the future. Victoria Park Productions coming your way. There you go. That's <laughs> yeah. super exciting. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm so happy to hear that you're, you know, of course you went to school for that and to be able to, you know, flex your muscles, you know, given your uh, experience in the industry in front of camera now. And, uh, yeah, and, it can only help me, you know, and I think um, the industry is very supportive of people being able to move laterally between things. I know like Danielle Ponnebaker just directed her first episode of The Flash, which was really awesome to see and um yeah i hope that i'll be able to kind of do the same and i think 
something that is really great about being a director is being having a lot more say like creative say and creative i guess what is the word i'm looking for Um, ownership license yeah like just a lot more um yeah creative ownership um to be able to tell stories the way that i want to tell and so i think it'll be really really good i'm excited to see what happens we're really looking forward to that and i'm looking forward to knowing how we can support you uh thank you again victoria so much for your time um be sure to check out victoria in upcoming season of the flash and stay tuned to cold d collective because something special is steeping Ooh. thank you